Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome to the Hog Talk Podcast, episode number 25. I'm your Friday host, Ty Hudson. Also with me in the place of Jacob Scott Davis is Mr. Porter Hayes, a.k.a. Pack. Jacob is out celebrating his wife's birthday. On that note, Caitlin Davis, happy birthday, ma'am. Pack, how are you doing, sir? Doing good. Doing the, doing the best I can. Um, I think I think everybody's finally uh, over the hangover from uh, last week's game, and we're 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 ready to move on to Texas A and M. Oh gosh, I mean, I think that we can. I think everybody's calmed down. I think you're right. Everyone's kind of calmed down a little bit, but the there is no excitement. Let's just be real. Let's call it like it is. Call spade a spade. There's no excitement for for Arkansas football, and that's a disappointment because you and I. We're talking over Marco Polo this week, talking about well, we got to start getting ready to transition to basketball. We're we're not even we're not even halfway through, or we we're not even in October, and we're already talking about transitioning to basketball. That's crazy. Yeah, it, it is. It, and it's like like oh, we were talking about before. It's like with that with that San Jose State game. It was like I was watching it at my in laws' house and. It seems like that very first play, it was like, uh-oh, this ain't <laughs> supposed to happen. I yeah. mean, it, you just felt something. And when they scored that first drive in four, I think it was four or five plays, I was like, okay, we're in trouble. And then it just kept on and kept on. Okay, snap out of it. And, yeah. But basically what it was, it was it, it's a big roller coaster. You know, you had the big roller coaster of beating Colorado State. Everybody thought we were finally getting over that hump. And then this happens. So in this, it's almost like I'd said way back at the beginning of the season. It's what does Arkansas do when Starkle comes in and struggles, and and the team and the fan base are are, are left like, what are what are we going to do now? If I'm going to say this, if if Arkansas does something close to what they did last year, kind of puts up a fight against A&M, gives us something close to a, a decent ball game. I know that it's crazy. It sounds like it's asking way too much, no matter who they're playing, A&M or San Jose State. doesn't seem to matter. But if they do, maybe that'll, maybe that'll kind of pull fans around a little bit. But even still, it's going to take, it's going to take a win. Uh, hands down, it's going to take a win to get people back, you know, to, to create that excitement again, to bring it back, or, or at, least, at least higher expectations. Because I think, you know, coming into the year, I think all of us, or at least myself and and I can't remember what your prediction was. I think Jacob was at six wins. I was at six wins. And then they had the, the disappointing game against Ole Miss, and I wasn't willing to back off my six wins yet. I was like, ah, hold on, hold on. Let's see how they 
let's see if they manage to kind of recover. And, and then Colorado State happened. And like you said, we, we got this little spark of maybe they've turned the corner. And then obviously they hadn't after the uh, San Jose State debacle. So now my expectations are, can they beat Western Kentucky? I mean, that's, <laughs> that's they three better beat Western Kentucky. Right now, there, there's no more for sure wins. And I don't know. that. I guess there never was. But from a fan's perspective, there's no guaranteed wins. Although, I said this on my live stream, and I think I said it here on, uh, on Monday's show, that this team strikes me as the kind of team that finds a way to upset somebody while also losing to a San Jose State. You know, of course, I said this after they had already lost to San Jose State, so I wasn't stating anything groundbreaking. But, you know, that, that, that that's the kind of year when we look back on 2019, oh, look, they lost to San Jose State, but somehow they found a way to upset so-and-so and find a way to get to four or, or five wins. I, I know that's, again, sounds crazy to say that, but um, it's going to be it's going to be a roller coaster. It's either going to be a ro- an interesting roller coaster ride or a very disappointing roller coaster ride from here on out, and that's just unfortunate. And like you've said, many others, Arkansas fans deserve better, and it's just disappointing. So, with that, we'll get started on the first thing. Uh, T.J. Hammonds, after serving a four game suspension, he returns against the Texas A&M, uh, uh, playing Texas A&M down in, Ag- in uh, Arlington. Um, do you think that TJ will have any impact whatsoever on this on this in this game? No, because it's just if he gives the players a spark, if if he comes in and just adds adds something to the to the playbook or to the offense. But I don't expect him now. If he comes out and just has a ball out game and like he you know he said today on Twitter, you know he's hungry. If he comes out and he he eats and that's good, but I don't expect him to just come out. I mean, it's not like basketball where you can just put your shoes on and go out there and play. You know, we're talking about, you know, he's not been able to play in four games this season, and then now he's coming out, and now we got to go up against one of our, our, our toughest opponents to date. So I hope he comes out and has a good game, but I don't expect him to just come out and have a 100-yard offense game. Well, if he does, if he does come out and provide some sort of spark, fan base is going to lose their mind because you finally have somebody who can play that slot position or could could possibly be a change of pace running back. I don't know what they plan on doing with him. He could do either. Um, but all of a sudden you have another weapon on offense. You know, everyone's bragged about Trey Knox, although he has – uh, he and Burks have actually missed some time this week. For anybody who doesn't know, those two have missed some time this week during preparation. I, I don't have any, I don't have any news as to whether or not, you know, what the situation is there. There's a number of guys that they are also expecting back, and some other guys that are expected to miss. Uh, but the Texas A&M team, they're two and two. I'm going to say Hammonds probably. And I, I'm like you, TJ Hammonds probably doesn't do much here. Although, you know, he started his career with Arkansas back in 2016. You know, he had he had 15 carries for 88 yards. I think he had a, a touchdown off a 30-yard run. 2017, we know he provided a little bit of spark last year. Who was that? I think Colorado State where he had the long run to, to score. But he had a, in, in total, or maybe that was 2018. I think I'm mixed up 2018. But in 2017, he had 32 carries, 262 yards, averaged 8.2 yards a carry with the touchdown. 
Fast forward to 2018, he had 10 carries, 28 yards. I swear somewhere in there he had a long run for a touchdown. I guess maybe it was in 2017. I, I think we, it was when Belima was here because, I, I, if I remember correctly, he had a he had a breakout game or a breakout run when Belima uh, was here because everybody mm. after the game was like, what are you doing not giving him the ball? He needs to yeah. give him the ball more. We need it's Jacob almost like here. he got shut down. Jacob's our, Jacob could pinpoint that game. I can't remember. I swear I thought it happened in – in uh, 2018, but it looks like it happened in 2017. Regardless, he he has potential, and I know watching him, you know, he's he's caught the ball too. This guy's caught six passes uh, for for like 140, 150 yards, a couple touchdowns in the receiving game. Um, he is someone who who can be a, a a change of pace type of running back or a slot position receiver. He could do either one of those. He's dangerous in open field. He has potential. He's I don't know if it's just off the field stuff going on. I know he struggled a little bit with some injuries. Um, but I'm I'm with you. I I don't really think that he provides much because of the fact he's missed out on time and I don't know how active he was during fall camp. Um, so I think he's just set out too long. I hope I hope we're both wrong, but I, I just with the way things have gone, I it's hard to see any anything that level of positive actually happening to the Razorbacks, you know, having someone like TJ Hammonds come in and blow up. That just seems like a fairy tale at this, at this time, as we, uh, you know, as we've watched this, what looks like a two and 10 season unravel before our eyes, it's hard to be optimistic about anything. But so last week, we already covered this on Monday show, San Jose state, their quarterback, fifth-year senior uh, Love, had 32 of 49. His, his pass completion of 32 of 49 for 402 yards, two touchdowns, and a pick. The good news for Arkansas is that Kellen Mond hasn't exactly set the world on fire. Um, he's currently 94 of 146, 1,000 yards, just, just over 1,000 yards, seven touchdowns, uh, three interceptions. That's putting his, his – uh, Pass completion ratio under 64%. Um, Pack, do you think Arkansas has a shot here of maybe slowing down Texas A&M? Their offense hasn't exactly blown up this year. Do you think Arkansas's got a chance of slowing down Kellen Mond and that A&M offense? The, o- the only way that <clears throat> they have a chance is if they slow him down on his passing. Uh, you know, because – the run game, I mean, he was their leading rusher last week. You know, they lost, they lost their starting running back in the Clemson game. And it, it's hard to tell because this Texas A&M game has been that game where Arkansas, even with a, a horrible team, has played. I mean, even last year's game, they had a chance to win it. But Kellen Mond, to me, has lost a step. I noticed during the Clemson game he, he was cramping a lot and you know because of the heat, and, and he just seems like he's not much of that – dual threat as he was two years ago but you know he only had 26 yards rushing last week's against Auburn but you know Auburn's got one of the best defensive lines in the country Mm. um but when it comes to like shutting him down I don't think I mean if you can't shut down love of San Diego State I can't sit here and honestly tell you that I expect him to to shut mine down but then again like I said before Texas A&M's always been that game where we've played close. So if if they yeah. can contain Mond, they definitely have a shot to be competitive in the game and, and and play hard. And that's all I'm expecting out of this. They can bounce back. I'm not expecting them to win. I'm not predicting them to win. 
but if they could bounce back from this loss and be like, okay, we're, we're ready to go now and, and stop with the shenanigans, stop with the club dub, stop with everything, the, the Bieber stuff. I mean, they have brought so much off the field stuff that has blown up in their face. I think they're ready to be like, okay, let's get to work, you know, clock in, go to work, do your job and clock out. Yeah. I mean, w- when you're two and 10 last year and now you're, you lost to San Jose State. You don't have any room to be doing anything off the field. Yeah, Club Dub is uh, – those doors should be shut permanently, if, if you want my opinion, or at least until you start actually proving that you deserve to have something like that. It was just – you talk about something blown up in your face. I, I, You know, I've always been pretty skeptical of the turnover chain and stuff like that, but the Club Dub was just a step in just a moronic <laughs> direction. I'm sorry. I know it's a little harsh. But uh, I'm with you. San Jose State racks up 500 yards of offense. I don't. I don't know that they've done that against a Power Five opponent in the last, you know, decade and a half. That is insane. 503 yards. Arkansas fell short of 500 yards at 487. They threw for 402. Um, and I'm actually surprised. I I thought they ran for more. They only had a well, I say only on 24 attempts. They had 101. 101 yards that puts them at four about four yards a carry but uh and that was with by the way they had nine penalties for 85 yards arkansas six for 62 so it's not like this was some game where arkansas gave everything away by penalties and uh it was all thanks to interceptions thrown by starkle so speaking of starkle that's going to be the next question do you think he's at least capable of having a bounce back game to any capacity at all. Do yeah. you, you see him yeah. coming out and maybe putting it on against his former team? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because, one, I mean, and that de- it depends on his maturity, and, and it depends on <clears throat> his leadership. Mm. If he put everything behind him, th- I mean, this is going to be his breakout game, what, win or lose. This, this is going to show us where he's at as a leader and mentally, okay, he, he, he said that he was going to take the beaver shirt off, throw it in the trash. So now it's time to get those actions and, and, and stop just talking about it. All right, let's go to work. If he can come out and throw – I mean, I'm not even asking for a 300-yard game. If he can command the team and get 250, a couple of touchdowns or, or whatever, yeah, I, I think he can do that because he still has that chip on his shoulder because – Certain people are telling me that, you know, he didn't necessarily lose the job to Mond last year, opposed to that's who Jimbo wanted to run the team. So he's got a chip on his shoulder to prove that, hey, I'm better than Mond. So that he does have that working for him. Mond, really, AM's offense hasn't blown up. Now, I will say, we got to put some some things in perspective. They have played some really good defenses, at least two of them. Um, so having saying that, but then you, you look back on their schedule, and of course I had it pulled up and I, I, I don't any longer, but uh, their first game of the year they played, who was it, Texas? Texas State was their first game, yeah. And you, you look at that game, yeah, they, it's not like they blew these guys up 75 to nothing. You know, they won 41 to 7. Uh, Mond in that game, 19 to 27, only 192 yards, three touchdowns and one interception. He didn't really, didn't really 
you know, blow up. Now, I do know they lost their starting running back. They've got this other guy that stepped in for them. And, but even before that, I've not really been that impressed with A&M's offense. Having saying that, Arkansas's defense, I'm more concerned about their defense and their inability to slow down someone like San Jose State than I am anything that A&M does because they're very capable. A&M's got the talent to rack up 50-plus points on Arkansas. And the way the Arkansas defense has been so spotty across the field this year, that could absolutely happen. Um, something that that has also bothered me this year, outside the Portland State game, Arkansas has no pass rush, just like last year, despite the amount of you know, the, the, the amount they try to hide their blitzing, but they you know it's coming. And even when you when you're not hundred percent sure it's coming, the offense still has success against Arkansas's blitzing aggressive defense. So um I'm really curious to see how that how how Arkansas on defense, if they're able to maneuver away on defense to to uh, to to apply pressure to Mond. I don't see it happening. I don't care how spotty AM's offensive line has been this year, or at least that's what some AM fans have told me. They're, they're not real happy with their offensive line, but I'm not, I, that doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Arkansas's pass rush has been absolutely abysmal this year. Um, offensively, how do you see them moving the ball much at all against AM's defense? Because when you get down to it, this is arguably one of the best defenses in the SEC. Do you see any way that this offense, Peck, can can find a way to move the ball consistently against AM? Oh, man, it's hard. It's hard because, you know, looking back on, on, on that Clemson game, I mean, you know, Clemson only had one quarter where they really just took off. I mean, they scored 17 points in the, in the second quarter. Mm. And they only scored seven points in the third. But that first quarter, they, they – the hell of scoreless. So we're talking about one of the best offenses in the in the country. You know, you're, you're holding them scoreless to in the first quarter. Yeah, they jumped out to a 17 point lead in the second quarter, but I mean, I don't. It, it depends on how much heart Arkansas brings into this game. You know, it's gonna be it's gonna be tough. Uh, you know, we're, there's there's no way to sugarcoat this game based off of last week. You know, if, if you're having trouble, you know, you're held to seven points in one half against San Jose State. Yeah. It's going to be tough to go down to Jerry's world and, and, and sit there and come out and have the people expect us to believe that you're going to do well. Now, you're going from San Jose State to the 13th-ranked team in the nation yep. overall. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they can, but do I expect it? No. I mean, and I hate to say that. I, I hate to to kind of be that negative light about it, but it's like until Arkansas comes out, and, and it's almost like I want them to prove me wrong, but they're yeah. going to have to prove me wrong. Yeah. Um, so A&M, A&M's ranked currently at 23rd. 23rd. And I think they were for, you know, until they lost to, uh, even after the Clemson game, I think they held on to their rank pretty strong on most polls. Right now, according to the ESPN Football Power Index, A&M is favored to win this thing at 93%. Um, I honestly, when I first saw that, was like, only 93%? Yeah. How was that not 98 or 99? But it's, uh, like you said, it's going to be a tough one, man. I mean, this is going to be the toughest defense they've played all year. This is going to be the most talented team they've played all year. 
you got to hope that these former A&M players and the former, you know, the A&M graduate that happens to be the Arkansas Razorbacks head coach, you got to hope they bring it. And uh, maybe they have a chip on their shoulder just because it's A&M and because they know they have looked like pure crap this year. Maybe they, they get it put together and at least make a game out of this matchup with uh, with Texas A&M. So final question, and we'll, we'll, we'll end it here. And by the way, for anyone who's, who's listening, obviously you know the game is at 11. It's 11 a.m. kickoff. Uh, if you happen to be going to the game or if you're going to, I don't know, Fayetteville out on Dixon or Little Rock, please be careful. Always take an Uber or a Lyft or get a, get a designated driver. Whatever you do, please be safe. I don't want to hear about any accidents from drinking and driving around here or if you're at the game. Um, final question, Peck. And I guess really it's a score prediction. I was going to ask you if you thought A&M would cover because the, the spread right now is at 23 and a half. So I guess I'll just ask you that. Do you think Arkansas can cover that that line of the spread? Yeah, and just because it's it's at Dallas, and I guess everybody's asking, you know, what's the benefit of playing in Dallas? Well, it's playing Texas A&M in Dallas. Because if you were to ask me for Arkansas to go into Kyle Field the way they've been playing and then cover a 23-point spread, I'd say no way. Yeah. But also – I mean, here's the deal. Arkansas lost to San Jose State last week. Texas A&M's got Bama next week. They could be overlooking just like Arkansas did last week. They're overlooking Arkansas like, okay, we're going to come in here. We're going to run a basic stuff because we're preparing for Alabama. And they they overlook Arkansas, and Arkansas comes in and, and surprises them and makes it a close game. Do Am, am I sitting here predicting the Arkansas win? No. But do I think they can cover a 23-point game? I, I, I believe they can. Well, they have. They actually play – Alabama's got a – or Auburn. Excuse me. Let me collect my thoughts here. A&M has a bye week after this week, I think. Yes, um, yes, because they don't play Alabama till the, till the 12th. So, yes. Yeah. But still, yeah, their next game is Alabama. So, even yet, they could still overlook Arkansas. I'm like, look, we, we got two weeks to prepare for Alabama. Yeah. It, it could potentially be a trap game, maybe because, you know, they just got done playing a very – I watched that A&M-Auburn game. That was, that was a physical football game. I mean, that was, that was physical. That's, that's what the SEC is supposed to be about, week in and week out, having to deal with the physicality of the conference along with the talent. Um, unfortunately, Arkansas's not got the talent, nor do they play very physical. Um, so I'm going to say – I'm just going to come out and say they don't cover. I, I think a and just going to – I hope I'm wrong. And this game has historically been – it never is what you think it's going to be. And, and I think it's going to be a just a bloodbath, a, a curb stomping. I hope I'm wrong. Um, last year, Arkansas, I think A&M was favored by quite a bit and obviously Arkansas covered. So maybe they do this year. I, I just, I just feel like, I don't know, Arkansas taking a, a wrong step in the wrong direction. And despite A&M's two and two record, they're still very much a top 20 team if you want my opinion. And, uh, I, I think this is just a bloodbath and then they go into a bye week and then they get stomped by Alabama. I think that's what happens to Texas A&M. I guess we'll see. So, all right, for episode 25, that's going to do it. Again, you guys enjoy the game. Peck, who filled in wonderfully for Jacob. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day, Peck. I appreciate it. Hey, thanks for having me on. Um, 
all I can say is safe travels to those people going down to Dallas. Um, hopefully the, the, the game turns out okay. And yeah. like we said before, as long as they're showing progress, I mean, you know, that, yes. that's the biggest thing we said coming into the game. And we, we wanted them to show progress. And, man, everybody's deflated now because of last week. So, um, you know, it, it really took the air out of the fan base. I mean, yeah. even when you have one of the biggest fans in Arkansas and Eddie, you know, sitting there, you know, He's he's even down. So I, I think this is going to be a big proving. This is going to be a big proof of where everybody's heads at. So again, safe travels all to Arkansas, and I appreciate you having me on. Absolutely, man. Yeah, you're right about Eddie. I heard that phone call. That was that uh, was on the Ruska and Zach show that I heard him. I don't know if he probably called into the morning show too. I'm sure, uh, <laughs> but I I heard him. He was down, and when Eddie's down, you know the fan base is just down. But uh, I'm like you. Maybe they can recover make it a ball game and bounce back and and try to put together a halfway decent comeback of a season do something that no one expects you to do no one right now expects arkansas to be anywhere near close winning to you know four or five games do something you know take a step in the right direction and uh, bring the fan base back, bring back the the energy, and, the and, and, you know, when you win, they'll come. You'll start seeing more fans. I don't know if it happens this year, no matter what happens, unless something crazy like they upset A&M and all of a sudden they're really competitive in conference play. That's the only way I could see these stadiums filling back up. But it's going to take <laughs> damn near a miracle, and that sounds corny as hell to say, but it's the truth. So maybe taking it a game at a time, they can get something put together against A&M. Again, thank you guys so much. Uh, on behalf of the Hog Talk Podcast, episode 25, Woo Pig, and we'll see you guys on the next episode. Here comes the, here comes the, here comes the, y'all don't really want it like here comes the, here comes the, here comes the, y'all don't really want it like Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.